Welcome to Under the Net Podcast, and thank you for joining me today, Under the Net, and listening to my podcast. My name is Patrick Juarez, aka Cool Breeze, aka Patrick F. Baby. For most of my life, I've been in the military and have had the chance to live all over the world, meeting a lot of great people. This podcast gives me the opportunity to bring all my family and friends to my world, Under the Net, so I can listen to their stories, life experiences, jokes, or teaching moments that may be beneficial to myself or others as we live our ordinary lives. So please, turn up the volume, take a moment to hear what my family and friends have to say, and welcome to my world, Under the Net. Uh, Thank you for joining me under the net today, or tonight, I should say. Um, Tonight is a little different. Uh, I get a chance to talk to a military spouse and just kind of understand the struggles, if there was any, or or just kind of the the different side of uh, from a spouse uh, perspective. Um, I haven't met this lady before until today, um, but I've heard about her through uh, her husband's uh, social media and just some of the conversations, which makes me laugh, and I was kind of glad to meet her tonight. And go through this uh, podcast with her. Um, she's a great supporter of the the adventures that uh, Danny and I have on the gun line and under the net. Um, so I introduce you introduce to you the first lady of uh, on the gun line, uh, <laughs> Miss uh, Linda Lopez. Hey, welcome to Under the Net. Uh, what's your story, Linda? Thank you, thank you. Um, so yes, I am married to Lopez or Slopez, as his buddies used to call him, or <laughs> Stewart, because I know he's not one for running. Uh, so I'm originally from California, Los Angeles, actually. Uh, well, Los Angeles area. Danny actually happens to be from Los Angeles. We didn't meet there though. Okay. And he said I'm not from the real LA. Okay. Um, I'm from the Valley. I'm from the San Fernando Valley. He's from South Central LA, so that's the real LA. Oh, okay. So you, so you're from the rich side. He's from the ghetto side. Is that what I'm taking, or pretty much? No, not not the rich side. More the upper middle class side. Okay. <laughs> um, lived there until I was 23, and then moved to Texas. Um, actually, because my family moved out here. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and that's when I was 23. Was when I met Danny. He bamboozled me. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> where where out in Texas did y'all move to? Uh, San Antonio, which is where I live now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so how did he bamboozle you? <laughs> <laughs> we actually met on the internet. Um, so he tells you know you we uh, you know you get the age difference, and he's like, "Hey, I'm 29." And so I'm like, okay, that's not too bad. You're still technically in your 20s. I was barely 23 um, and a half. And so I'm like, okay, well, this was nine days before his 30th birthday. So there's a seven-year difference between us. So he was already hitting his 30s. Um, So I don't know, just the difference between 29 and 30 just seemed a little different. But he likes to say I catfished him too. But he (laughs) said angles angles make a difference. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so um, what uh, y'all met online, but uh, did did you know he was a soldier or anything before when y'all met, or or was that even a type uh, uh, topic of the conversation, or did that come later? Yeah, I, I knew um, he had mentioned it, and uh, it was. I mean, okay, I, ha- I apparently had a type. Yeah. Because every guy I dated in the past had been Hispanic and a veteran. Um, so he was the first one that I ever, uh, met that was active duty. Okay. But I guess I figure if you can handle going through basic training, you can handle being in a relationship with me. That's kind of how I always saw it. Yeah. Um, if you can make it through that, that, uh, torture, then you can deal with me. So <laughs> it was the alpha male, I guess. Ah, okay. So, uh, uh, yeah, him being in the military, I, I, it was... Uh, being active duty was different. Dating somebody that had been in the military, you're dealing already with kind of um, what they went through. Um, so I kind of had an idea. The guy I dated before him was dealing with kind of PTSD-ish issues. Right. Um, but was real closed off about it. Danny's not a closed off person. 
Yeah. Uh, he's he's a very open, uh, passionate person. So, but he he um, the <laughs> he thought we weren't going to talk anymore because he liked to drink, and he liked to <laughs> the time difference because he was actually in Korea. Um, he called. I remember he when we first started talking, he called me and it was like six in the morning. Seven in the morning on a Saturday for for me, yeah. but it was like middle of the night or, or something for him. Yeah, um, but it was party time for him. For me, I was a vocal coach, so I had to wake up and I felt like I was getting sick. And I had told him that before. Don't don't call me and just sleep. I feel like I'm overworking because um, I was working a couple of jobs at the time. Man, that guy blew me, my phone up. I was so mad at him. I just <laughs> how dare you? How could you do that? And then he wound up apologizing, but he thought we were never going to talk again after that because we had just started talking. But I was like, you apologized. You owned up to your mistake. So um, kept at it. And, you know, 13 years later, here we are. Okay. So when you say y'all met online, y'all really did meet online. And, and then and then just let me throw a quick disclaimer out there. This isn't about Danny. Um, this is more about Linda. Oh. But we're just trying to get the, the basis of the story. So uh, just hang, yeah. hang tight and we'll get there. Um, so y'all really met online. It's always all about Danny, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, that's a good topic. I mean, um, as a military spouse, this is something that I know that I had to deal with. Your soldier does take a lot of priority and... and we're kind of jumping, but that's okay. Um, your soldier does take a lot of priority on a lot of things, especially with the finances and like when you're about to go train, you got to get all kinds of stuff. How'd you deal with that? Uh, so when, before he and I got married, we moved together when he was stationed um, at Fort Stewart. Okay. And I told him, you know, because he was trying to deal with both. I was working full time. I, I was a manager at AutoZone out in Savannah. Um, but I told him, look, you take care of your soldiers. I'll take care of the house. Like, okay. don't worry about the bills. I got the finances. Like, I don't want you to stress about what's going on here because I know you need to take care of your guys. Right. Uh, I wanted him to, for me, I felt like communication and him being able to come home and talk to me about his day was a big thing. So I actually learned about artillery. Okay. When we first started talking, I started learning about, you know, the azimuth, the quadrants, and, and T-Labs, Pap, which he loved to humiliate his soldiers about, you know, because I felt like that would um, kind of break down that wall yeah. of your spouse doesn't know what's going on at work. I didn't I didn't want him to feel like he could come home and talk to me and vent to me about things like that. Right. So, um you know, that's just kind of how we ran ran the house. It was a lot different when he got out because now we're both working full time. We're both taking care of kids. But at that time, it was you handle your soldiers. If he, if I needed to step up and help him with it, then I did. But um, he didn't have to worry about the house. Do, do you think, and, and I thank you for that because that's uh, actually a really good answer. Um, do, do you think that having that experience of your past relationship with somebody like even just with basic training, do you think that helped you, or could you do the same thing just coming into it just like with no experience? Um, I think that's just how I am. Um, okay. I am just that caretaker type. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that my past experiences, because that that person was very. Um, yeah. It was we had very separate lives and then just like hung out on the weekends. Like that wasn't it was nowhere near where Danny and I immediately, even with him being all the way in Korea and me being in, in California and then Texas, we still took care of each other. Okay. Uh, and that was a big part of our rela- relationship. It's just um, the care we give to each other. Yeah. No, and then I no I asked that because I mean yeah yeah. I mean, you, you obviously looked at it uh, from a bigger uh, picture perspective um, and understood uh, the importance of his job or, or his role because you didn't, when y'all got together, What he was an NCO, I think, right? Uh, he was an E4. Oh, an E4? Uh, okay. Yeah, and he was, while he was in Korea was when he became an E5. Okay. And I helped him study for his E6 board in Georgia. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. Well, that's what we learned a lot too. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. But and, and the reason why I bring that up is because 
uh, you inherit a role when he, when he becomes an NCO. You know, you inherit that role too because now it's not just him. Now it's his section and it's his soldiers that are underneath him. And you're not just well, you're his spouse, but you know, you kind of have feelings or not like you know uh, intimate feelings or anything. But you have uh, feelings for his guys too. It's like oh dang, like you know, you hear everything when he vents to you. You kind of got to relate to it and just kind of either listen or. You know, help them out, and and I think helping them, you know, with the board and stuff like that, that's definitely a big support um, for him, and, and it shows that that big support. So, um, but but uh, for those that are listening, kind of explain what you did uh, to help them with the board, because I don't think a lot of people that are not in the military, I don't think they understand that, um, and this will kind of just give an example of what a military military spouse does, you know. Yeah, so he had um, questions and answers and that he had to go through, and uh, so he we would run through those questions together, um, so as far as his studying, and then he would do kind of a mock interview type where he would, uh, you know, read the, the NCO creed to me, and, you know, just things that he had to memorize and present and just kind of uh, run through it so that he got a feel of how he was going to present himself when he went into the board. Uh, to the promotion board so um, we would do that pretty much every night um, while he was waiting to to go to the board yeah yeah and and then his success is your success too so um, that's a good teamwork uh, there because you know you have some spouses which you know you could probably elaborate on on this one a little bit too uh, I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, you have some spouses that don't care, you know, and they just take the money and and finances are all jacked up. You have some that are overly, uh, you know, involved um, going into like motor pools and and uh, the training rooms and stuff like that. And um, and then you got, the, you know, just the balanced ones. And, and that's, uh, you know, there's it, nothing. I mean, I've seen them all. So. Uh, I can speak on them, but I'd rather have you speak on some of them. So, <laughs> what 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 other what other spice spouse types did you see? Uh, well, I was really particular about who I was friends with. Yeah, because um, I would hear the stories, um, you know, about the all these spouses. Danny's first deployment. Uh, well, it was his second deployment. It was my first deployment. Okay. I know there were a lot of wives that spent all their their husband's money on babysitters so that they can go to the club, and and that to me was just crazy. Like right. that's how you're you're acting single, and you have kids, and I mean that just to me was nuts. I, I was uh, pregnant with Nanny deployed to Mosul, so um, to me it was like all about just taking care of our family. Yeah. Um, the overbearing ones it's really hard you're you're as a military spouse you have those stereotypes of the dependapotamus and then you have the ones that are calling calling the bc and and you know you have my husband there too late and you're trying to not be that spouse right where you're getting mad about certain things and you're trying to be understanding i'm gonna be honest there was a lot of times where i was really it was especially during the deployments where you can't fight with them. Yeah. I could, you can't have an argument because you don't know if that argument is the last time you're going to speak to them. Right. So for me, it was, you know, and I remember venting to one of my friends because her husband had been in for over a decade by the time we were friends. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, you, you, you can't have feelings. You can't be hurt and you can't be mad have that that um it's almost like it's selfish of you right how dare you be mad at him he's he's deployed he could die any second you know that's a reality for for a military spouse every day is you have to set aside any of those feelings you don't get to have those feelings that normalcy uh, because that might be the last thing you ever say to him and then you live with that for the rest of your life yeah and, yeah, and, and I got real heavy, real fast, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the truth, and that's that's literally like your life is, you know, one moment, and just like you guys deal with, that's how y'all deal with deployment. That's how we deal with deployment. Like, you wake up in the morning and and you're like, shit, what what if I get that that call? Right. What if you know? And that's your day. Like that was me, literally, like putting my makeup on in the morning, thinking about that, like, what would I do? How would I raise our kids? Like, 
that was my daily routine. Yeah. Was every morning thinking through that thing, like being mentally prepared. Like, what would I do if that happened to me? How is our family going to survive that? And then just kind of, okay, time to take the kids to Jim Brief. That was the day. Yeah, that that's a hard uh, switch to flip back and forth, especially on a daily uh, when you have the kids around too. But 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 let's take it back a couple steps though, and um, let's talk about like uh, that preparing to get to that moment because uh, when when units deploy, they usually know about a year in advance. Um, what are your kind of thoughts as soon as you find out that he's deploying? Like um, you know, it's it's not like tomorrow or a month later, but you know it's coming, and as that time kind of winds down, what are, what are your thoughts when you first find out? Um, it, it's just it, for me, it was like okay, well, I already knew this was inevitable. Danny was really good with, and I think he learned this because he was he was previously married, and I think he 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 kind of started to learn from the mistakes he made with his first wife. Okay, about not communicating with with what's going on right so for me he he was honest about it um about what was what was going to happen and fortunately i was working at the time i you know and i had a baby but the whole time leading up to it it was kind of like you know when you're on a roller coaster right a really scary roller coaster and you're you're like okay it's gonna happen it's gonna happen we're gonna do this and then you start getting to the top yeah you're like no 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 i don't want to do this get me off get me off i don't want this and it's too late yeah now that's kind of how leading up to that deployment felt uh to each deployment it's like I'm gonna be a first time mom. We weren't married yet. You know, something happens, I don't matter. I'm just a girlfriend. Uh, so, military don't give a damn about me right now. The second deployment, I was six months pregnant when you left. So, it, it was, it's just, there's so much going on. You just kind of, you have to take it one day at a time. Yeah. yeah. You, you can start thinking all these thoughts, but it's really just gonna put you through anxiety. And it's, there's no point in, in, freaking out about it because it's gonna happen yeah i think that that roller coaster is, a, is definitely a great metaphor for that because uh yeah once you get to the top you can't you can't get off you can't uh uh change the way it's going or anything like that it's going you know full motion and then that's how it is when when we're deploying and stuff so um and so y'all weren't married on the first deployment then no danny was actually still married oh okay um, but he was still married. He had, unfortunately, he had himself a dependent potamus. Um, <laughs> and she didn't want to sign the papers. It took him a long time to get her to sign the papers. Okay. So our daughter was actually eight months old by the time we got married. Wow. We were one of those. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hey, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, and and I, and I give you, uh, you know, I commend you for sticking sticking around and and dealing with it, you know, because that's that's a horrible situation and uh, it sucks um, just having to do with that, and um, you know, and I, I don't think you got the full advantage of of I, I guess I would say the benefits of that either, you know, like going to the Tricare and and the hospital and stuff like that. So um, unless you did, I don't I don't know, did you? Not with the first one. We got okay. married uh, in 2011, and so by the time I had my next two, uh, yeah, I did. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I dealt with it. We lived on post um, in Carson, which I really loved. Yeah. Uh, but the when we were living in Georgia, it was just like oh, I'm just I'm just a girlfriend. So I was. It was more like I had to live my own life. Yeah. Uh, I worked time, you know, so I had my benefits through my job, and I didn't have to worry about any of that. Okay. Okay, so so when did you start following him then, like or not following him? I should say going up, ta- going with him. Uh, we moved in together in Chris right before Christmas of two thousand eight. Okay, we okay. met in November two thousand seven, so about a year. Okay, I, and I think you said that earlier. I just probably didn't catch it. Um, so so you mentioned okay. Well, let me. I guess let me go back with this. So when y'all did get married, well, no, y'all lived on post first. How was the on post uh, living? <laughs> uh, well, we lived on post after we were married. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. that yeah, yeah, yeah. We, Go ahead. We lived on post after his deployment to Afghanistan in twenty twelve. Uh-huh. Uh I liked it. For me, it was a community within the community, and again, I was real picky about who my friends were. Yeah. We had. At each post that we lived, I only had like two to three friends. Um, I, I'm 
very uh, particular because I didn't want those petty people. I didn't want those those bad. I wasn't about to deal with the drama. Yeah. I have enough drama dealing with my own situation. Of you know trying to hold on. I don't need somebody else's petty stuff. So. Um, I liked it especially like where we were at it was nice we were right across the street from a park so it was easy for me to just take the kids I think that's why the kids miss it is because mom was home every day like they want to go back to Colorado yeah Um, because mom was home every day Uh, we went to the park every day we lived like we the the hospital was our backyard so it wasn't like uh, you know I was pregnant again every time of course true true military spouse all I did was have babies but <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I loved it that uh, it, it, you feel secure and you're around people that um, are living that same life yeah you know it was a military town but not all the neighbors were military but if you're on post everybody's dealing with the same thing that you're dealing with yeah and that's something that you can relate to the kids too. Like you know, when they say, "Why is your dad leaving?" and stuff like that, and well, they're they're you know the neighbor's dad's leaving too, and and everything. But yeah, I, I lived on posts uh, most of my career too, and um, I've seen some good houses, I've seen some bad houses, uh, I've seen some drama, uh, I've seen some you know not drama, um, but I've just seen all all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, but when we talk about the drama, I mean. What 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 kind of drama are we talking about? I mean, I know, but uh, and I know you know, but I, I guess we could kind of elaborate on this one a little bit and just kind of uh, you know talk about it because uh, you you try to avoid it, which is good, uh, yeah. but just to kind of like get it out there so we, you know what what a spouse is dealing with, whether we're there or not there, you know. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you an example of something I had to deal with. Danny was pretty pretty pissed about it, but thankfully his roommate Brown like told him what she handled like a woman. So when we were living in Fort Stewart, um, one of our neighbors, that was, you know, it's like two stops signs for anybody that lived out there. Y'all know there's nothing there but Walmart. Um, but they were military, not artillery, like we didn't really know them, but my friend was selling her washer and dryer. And so the dude, I mentioned it to him because he was getting his mail in front of our apartment and he's like oh yeah so he i gave him my number so that we could do the transaction because he was interested well dude we're on the texting me later um he was home on leave because his wife had a c-section yeah um texting me later because he wanted to hook up he was mad because his wife just had a baby he couldn't get his while he was on leave and he tried he was trying to hook up i'm like no, no, I just had, you know, Emily, our oldest, I'm like, I'm in a committed relationship, I'm not that wife, yeah. I'm not that spouse, like, no, and I, fe- I felt bad, because, like, you're in that position where, should I tell her? She's yeah. going through, she just had a baby, she's dealing with this, who knows how she, I didn't know what her mental state was, who knows if she would hurt herself for the baby or him, so it put me in a, but that's the kind of, like, that's for real stuff, like, Jodies and and all that stuff. They that that's no lie. I was I was shocked. I'm like, really? Um, but the audacity, that that boldness is out there. It's crazy. That is crazy. And and nah, I wasn't expecting that at all. Uh, <laughs> but I, and I say it was expected. But I mean, I'm used to it because uh, uh, you hear about it all the time. And yeah, that is a boldness and. and crazy uh, oh my gosh uh, <laughs> um, but yeah but this is just an example though of, of kind of of what you got y'all go through you know while you're deployed you're not deployed um, because at that point it's all about choice uh, you chose to go the straight route and not you know veer to the left or to the right um, but what happens with that spouse that does you know act on that and and then next thing you know you know the army we always say the army is a small community or the installation is a small community and then everybody hears about it and then next thing you know there's you know other kinds of stuff that comes along with that too so um that's crazy um so what uh were you a part of any frgs uh i well i was at carson for the last deployment i was a key caller uh, I didn't really do a whole lot of events um, because I just the 
it was it was a lot of popularity contests. It felt like high school. Yeah. So I I tried to just do kind of my part. Like the employment to me that was important. So I'm gonna be a part of that. But I would do a few. I got some recognition awards. Danny's like super proud. I don't know why. It's just like a hey, thanks for volunteering this one time <laughs> at this you know event that we did. I didn't do a whole lot. Um, it was just during the employment when I felt like it mattered. Yeah. Um, for me, I was the spouse that I didn't need the FRG to be a part of it. Like, I was constantly baking. That was my therapy. So okay. I'd make, like, 90 cookies, like, three or four different types, and I'd be like, here, take these to your guys. Um, so that, that was what I would do. Or I'd be like, hey, so you guys, you want to invite so-and-so over? I'll make breakfast for y'all. So a lot of times we'd have, I'd have, like, three or four additional people there. Yeah. And I'd be making breakfast, like, full you know, French yeah. toast, egg, bacon, like doing the doing the whole thing. And that was my way of taking care of his guys. So so now we know why Danny was called Slow Slopez. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I them in <laughs> No, but uh, I apologize uh, for the listeners. FRG's uh, family readiness group, um, and they're the group that uh, kind of is a communicator for for the uh, spouses when you know soldiers deploy or whatever. Um, but but there's a lot of good things from that and there's a lot of bad things from that. Um, let, let's let's talk about both. I mean, like you know, good things um, are what? I mean, just can, if you can give some examples. So the some of the events they did were really great for the kids and things like that, especially. Uh, and you can be. I met some really nice women um, that you know weren't about the bull and were just there to support you know their husbands and support the whole the whole unit and all that um but then you get the you know like in the what's uh bad moms like the whole pta uh yeah. crazy brain like that some some groups can be that way and it's really not that big a deal that it needs to be that way So, and I don't know, maybe because Danny was kind of like, he kind of put that in my head to begin with, like, stay away from me because it was really bad at Fort Hood. And I'm like, well, we're, we're in Carson. Like, they don't have the same people. Yeah, it's still 277, but it's not the same people. So I gave it a shot. Um, the only thing that was hard is I don't trust anybody to watch my kids, but yeah. my family. So um, participating in some of those events, I couldn't, I couldn't be as active as I wanted to be. Okay. Also because of the girls. Okay. But, um, you know, it's still, it it can be, I would say, approach it cautiously. Um, Try to filter the... The The rumor mill? Yeah, the rumor mill, the... the, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Just the immaturity. There are, you know, you're dealing with a lot of women there that are barely 18, 19 years old. A lot of the times they married this private and... You know, that was that was kind of one thing for me too. Is like Dan, you know, I as Danny being E six while we were married, I kind of it was kind of my responsibility to take those women under my wing and be like, okay, this is what you're gonna deal with. Here's the facts, you know. And um, that was a good thing about that FRG is you can you can help those yeah. that are new to it, but then you can get those that want to just they still think they're in high school and they want to. Yeah. Which which I think is a good segue into the bad. I mean, you, you get into the rumor mills, you get into the cliques, uh, favoritism, um, bad choices, <laughs> and, and um, <clears throat> what uh, what are some ways to to combat that though? Like it's it's easy to fall into that that kind of uh, behavior. I mean, what are some ways to help avoid that? I mean, you know. Well. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it can get hard because if you have somebody who doesn't really know themselves, and a lot of these are young young women. I mean, I was, I was in my mid-20s. I was still trying, you know, to grow up, but um, I'm 36 now, and I feel, still feel like I'm still figuring that out. So. <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's, you, I, I, the way I combated it was, being very particular about who my friends were, okay. who the type of people I wanted involved in my life, because 
if you're in my life, that means you're, especially in the military world, you're family now. Yeah. Like, you come over anytime. I don't care, day or night. You need something, you come, you know, you're welcome to my house. You need to crash, you drink too much, come to my house. Don't, um, don't you know, drive home, whatever it is. You need a therapist, you know, I'm there. So, and so being very particular about who you let into your your circle. Right. Um, and and you learn to find those red flags of the people that are fake or the toxic. Right. And, and, and then that goes back to that, what we said earlier was like, because when he was a staff sergeant and you are just new to this, uh, you know, or fairly new to it, you take on all them soldiers and spouses and you know and yeah. kids that are in that group um, i mean and, you know being a section is what like eight to ten people somewhere around there so that's on top of your family and your husband so that's that's a big load that you have to carry um being young and still trying to find yourself and, and stuff like that um so that's a dual uh relationship uh as a soldier you're doing that <clears throat> you know growing and trying to lead you know your soldiers and being a leader at the same time but then being a family member uh you know a father or a mother whichever you are as a soldier and then the the spouse is doing the same thing but on the total opposite side um which is a difficult life i mean it's very uh it could be overwhelming at sometimes you know what do you think about that i i had my moments um i remember breaking down right after uh, I had Emily, our oldest, and I was just like, well, because I, I had my, I had a health scare um, when she was four weeks old on Mother's Day. I wound up in the ER because my gallbladder um, I had uh, shut down and I had developed pancreatitis. The doctors were like, if you hadn't come in now, you wouldn't have made it. So I had this health scare. I got out of the hospital and I was just, I remember bawling him like, I don't want you to do this anymore. Come, I want you out of the military. I can't do this. What if something happens? I can't be a single mom. Like I had my breakdown. Yeah. But my, my one moment, I think, I, to my, I, I kind of give myself credit. Like I pushed, I didn't put it on him a lot. I, I smoked a lot of cigarettes afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but I, did, I tried not to put a lot of it on him, but uh, I, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, you didn't put a lot on him because uh, you smoked cigarettes and not <laughs> <laughs> I smoked too much. Yeah, and it's just... You know, you... I don't know. It's just, it's so so then I guess let me put it this way what was your outsource of uh, dealing with it all <clears throat> your, um, your outlet your I, outlet I, I could like only just kind of fill my days like taking care of the kids was enough and um, you know like I did baking and things like that I just kind of yeah you have you, you have your friends your true friends um and you're lying to each other. Like, you know, that I can't stress that enough. Like, I wouldn't have been able to deal with all of that stuff because my friends had already gone through all the BS with their husbands, and they made it through. Okay. You know? And so you need to have your, your tribe. I know it's like, that's so Karen type <laughs> to say that. Like, oh, my tribe. But you really do. Like, that, those are the women that are going to have your back. Yeah. Um, thick and thin and I think that we live in a culture so much where women are competing against women and then you have these women trying to hook up with uh, you know someone someone's a soldier that we need to stop doing that and military spouses need to learn like nobody else is going to understand what you're going through better than that that person that woman yeah just like you know the soldiers tend to nobody's gonna understand what y'all went through right except another soldier it's the same thing it's the same thing i went through it when danny got out like i didn't realize how indoctrinated i was into the military life until we were no longer part of it wow wow yeah that that says a lot because i mean it it was is it like you know we tell our soldiers all the time it's a lifestyle you know when you sign that dotted line it's a lifestyle you're not just it's not just a job, uh, so I didn't realize. Um, which I mean, I, I guess I kind of did, but I'm not. 
uh, it's coming back to me now is just on how much a lifestyle changes you know the families as well that you know your dependents um which which i'm glad that they do you know uh, military spouse appreciations every now and then and uh you know uh children military children uh, appreciation because y'all go through a lot more sacrifice or just as much sacrifice as we do i mean there's a lot of birthdays that y'all miss or uh, we miss y'all y'all have to deal with um anniversaries um you know all kinds of stuff so y- y'all have a double load and y'all have a lot uh, a hard job um to deal with too so i commend you for that and i thank you for that uh, <laughs> um so what would be some of your uh worst memories in the military and i always bring worse because i like to bring it back to the you know the positive side afterwards so uh just give me some of your worst memories uh you know with the military lifestyle Oof. Um, you're opening a can of worms. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think the worst just was the the drinking side of it. Okay. You know, for a lot of and, and Danny was a, was big up until recently, big drinker, and that honestly was the only problem in our relationship ever. Okay. We didn't fight about money. We didn't fight about nothing. It was drinking. And everybody drinks. All the guys drink, right? And it's always boys' night. It's boys' night. Um, That that was my only real complaint. You know, I I didn't mind. Even now, sometimes, or when he'd be home, I'm like, don't you have a field problem? Like, can you go? Can I have a few weeks to myself, please? You know, but just that like the partying and oh man i almost i wanted to kill him one night because i was like eight and a half months pregnant with our youngest with daniel and he went out drinking because it was so-and-so was getting out and it was his last night and it was his farewell party and that man did not come home i couldn't get a hold of him he did not come home till nine o'clock the next day and in the morning and i was and then so-and-so gets on the phone don't be mad at him blah 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 it's farewell i'm like dude i'm pregnant like I have two toddlers, yeah. a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and I'm eight and a half months pregnant. I can go into labor anytime. You shut up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're not going to talk to me right now. You would have not want to mess with me right now. Um, but that one, man, oh, man, I could have strangled him. <laughs> I, I can't believe you're doing this to me. So there was things like that where it was like, just that was really the the biggest thing the drinking was was the hardest okay because it is part of the culture like it's just the thing to do right not everybody can handle their alcohol the same yeah absolutely and that that is true i mean you know some of the uh shopettes on post they sell some of the most alcohol you know in the world um and a lot of people cannot uh, handle their alcohol. I, I, I mean, I, I speak from experience sometimes too. So, <laughs> okay. I mean, I've, I've had my bad nights. Like I, the ones like once every five years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, oh my gosh, Super Bowl twenty was it like twenty thirteen or something, where it was like chug chug whiskey. Oh y'all, all you guys are awesome. And we were at one of his buddies parties and it was my night to drink he said i'm gonna be the sober one and i wound up like crawling into the wrong person towards the wrong person's house <laughs> you know i'm like y'all have bad influences i don't drink it's like it's like a, a, a solar eclipse like every several years <laughs> it'll happen. But, yeah, so it's just you get sucked into that. Yeah, well, I, and I'll tell you, there's, there's a lot of partiers too. I mean, especially on post. If you're on post, uh, there's definitely a lot of parties. Uh, you know, and drinking is is a big thing. Um, okay, so so to kind of get away from the negative side, what was some of the positive sides that that you remember of being a military spouse? Um, some positive memories. I have, you know, I actually I really have have a lot of them. I missed. The uh, one of my favorite days was when we was like a at Fort Carson they didn't do the Fourth of July celebration they did like a I think it was July second or July third okay uh, they did their celebration and so they uh, they did a whole fireworks celebration and you know they did I forget what the dang song is but we got to see 
you know, they, they fired the cannons, and I got to see Danny actually doing his job. Okay. So then that was, I mean, obviously it was for entertainment purposes, but right. it was cool to see that, like, him standing there, you know, stand by, fire, you know, that whole thing, um, and, and getting that experience. That night was awesome, because it was like, it started pouring all of a sudden, we're all scrambling, and so I jumped in his truck, and, you know, was sitting there with the soldiers while we're all waiting out the rain, and just little things like that, like, no civilian would experience something like that. Or the kids going to the motor pool, and he's got pictures of them where he's got them sweeping with the push broom, you know. <laughs> no kid, how, you know, no civilian kid's going to experience that. Like, look at this, you know, it's it's different. It's a different life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then and when you get special events like that, like, uh, we were at Fort Lewis, and uh, my neighbor was, um, he worked with the uh, Special Forces Group. Um, and what they did every now and then, they did a family day where the, the kids can go shoot the weapons, all kinds of weapons, grenade launchers, uh, 9 mils, uh, M4s, you know, all kinds of stuff. So I had my boys there, and yeah, those are definitely some memorable moments. Um, just to let your kids get a part of that or even your spouse, you know, see some of the things you're doing. Um, where, where, did you ever, here, here's another one that you probably remember. Um, did you ever go to any military balls? We did. Uh, <laughs> um, good, good or bad memory? <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't a couple memory. Like, he, <laughs> he lost at me for the last one we went to where Carson, um, because we, it was fun. We would go, you know, it was nice to get dressed. I, when I was in high school, I never got asked to the prom. Okay. I went by myself. So it was cool to kind of have that feeling. Right. You know, getting dressed up and going, blah, blah, blah. Um, he would already be off with the other, other staff sergeants, you know, drinking. That was, that was what he did. So I'd be with the wives. Uh, but I remember we had these glasses you know, they always had a gift Yeah. at the table for everybody. And these two, two of his soldiers took, like, stacks of them. <laughs> and I, they had just been taking them off of everybody's tables while they were dancing. And I was mad because somebody took mine, and I'm like, I wanted them. I still have them. And so I saw them with those. I'm like, what are you doing? You know you stole those from everybody, right? We all had to pay for a ticket for this. Like, that's stealing, right? And they're like, no, I should, they were just there. And I'm like, no. You took mine, you took my husband's. Give me mine. Give me the two. And so they wound up giving me the two. Danny's like, I can't believe you did that. I'm like, well, we took it. We technically paid for it. We had to pay for tickets to go to this dang ball. Yeah. I want my glass. And we still have them. Yeah. Um, I love I love the military balls. I didn't start going to them until afterwards or until later in my or probably by the middle of my career. But um, yeah. yeah, those are those are some fun times. Um, yeah. Those those knuckleheads knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, they did. Thought they were clever, but no, I'm no, not gonna stand for it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So then, <clears throat> what? I mean, I mean, this is just more. I mean, we've been talking about your experience. You know, just kind of hitting different parts. Um, deployment. We hit military balls. We hit FRGs. Um, we we hit your your type of sacrifice that that you do as a military spouse, and I don't think I have summarized it uh, in a in a good way. And I think I need your help for that one, uh, just to kind of get that out there. How much does a military spouse really sacrifice? Hmm. Um, it's hard to answer that question because of the stigma that you have to fight against as a military spouse. Some spouses, you know, they have those stickers, hardest job in the military. It's not the hardest job in the military. You know, I'm, at the end of the day, you guys are the ones out there having to live that life. Um, I think that we, it, it's, it depends spouse to spouse. For me, I feel like I, I, I don't feel like I sacrificed a lot. I, I made some decisions, like my career goals changed once we had kids, and um, so I sacrificed that. But it's it's not a, it's not a sacrifice. It's a decision that you made that this is the life I'm going to to go through with the person that I love. Okay. So I don't really I don't see it as a sacrifice. It's just each 
each couple chooses a route that they're going to go through and they're all going to have their obstacles and their trials. Ours just happened to be this one. Um, and with that, there's give and take. Just like now as a, in the civilian world, there's give and take on what we can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that for me, I'm not one to put myself on, on a pedestal of like, oh, I've done all this. Like I went into it from the beginning of us meeting and, and agreed that I was going to do whatever he needed me to do because he's the person that I love and vice versa. Okay. So I don't think it's a sacrifice. I don't, and maybe that's not the answer that some spouses want to say, and they want that credit. Um, I think that he gives me that credit, and so that's the only person that should be giving you that credit is is your husband or your wife, whatever, you know, because you're in it as a team. Yeah, and, and that's definitely not the answer I was expecting, um, which I'm cool <laughs> with because. That's an honest answer, and, and I think you you hit it when you said that y'all were a team. Um, a lot of spouses don't see it that way, um, and sometimes it's a competition between the soldier and the spouse: who's doing more, who's not doing more, or enough. Um, and, and they want that uh, sacrifice title, or they want that military spouse title, or that that entitlement that 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 soldier has, or, or whatever you know. Um, but and I would I will say that you know. I think you're very humble with with that answer, and, and you know, and you respect yourself, and you respect who you are, um, and your relationship with Danny. Um, but yeah, but I would say y'all do sacrifice. Um, I would say y'all do sacrifice. You could have got a promotion, and you had to turn it down because you're PCS in. Um, you know, family time, like where you can't go because block leave isn't on Christmas, and you can't go see your family stuff like that. So there is some sacrifices out there that. You know that you might not see it that way, but but again, like you said, that's choice between you and you know your your spouse, and um, that's a great way of seeing it. And I think a lot of uh, soldiers and spouses would be more successful in their careers if they had that kind of drive and that mentality to stay positive, regardless of of you know what's what situation is being brought before you, because sometimes you get moved. Y- y'all went to an extreme, I would say, Savannah, Georgia to uh, Colorado or vice versa, whatever. Um, those yeah. are extremes, you know. Um, going to Fort Polk, Louisiana, that's an extreme. Alaska, you know. <laughs> and I don't know if you've been to those places before, but, uh, you know, it's, this is just some examples of, of, of part of the sacrifice that, you know, y'all have to deal with. So what do you think about that? Yeah. I, you know, you can look at it that way, I, you know, and I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna lie, we went through a lot of our relationship with that, like, competing against each other, well, I've had to do this, or I'm with the kids all the time, right. well, I'm over here doing this, and that would cause problems, so I think it took a long time, and maybe it just came with years and maturity of me looking at it this way, um, but... Uh, hopefully those those words will help anybody going through it now that doesn't really know how to deal with it um you can always look at the negativity of any situation ah damn we're going to brag oh damn he's going to fort bliss and i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest i prayed every day he did not get fort bliss because i did not want to live in a <laughs> i did not want that um <laughs> you know, and it was it was hard because my family didn't understand it. My parents didn't understand the, uh, you know, the community and the, you know, why are you doing this such and such or for this person or why are you letting so and so? You don't know this person's like their family now. Yeah, they're military. You know, they're they're in the section. They're we're taking care of each other. Um, but as far as like where you get assigned and also you can look at the negativity in any situation or you can look at it as an adventure I grew up in California I thought like my grandparents lived in the same house until the day they died Um, you know from the time they got married they bought the same house and and my parents my aunts and uncles most most of my uh, family still lives in California Wow! I never thought I was going to live outside of California I thought I was going to live and die there yeah. And because of military, now I've lived in Texas, I've lived in Georgia, I've lived in Colorado, I've traveled to different places, um, you know, just around around the South and things like that. 
and ironically, it helped me in my current job, um, where, where I, because when Danny got out, I started working as a fraud um, spot analyst. Okay. And knowing, like, all these different areas, I was able to better analyze what seemed normal and what didn't. So it even prepared me for my civilian job, like, out of him getting out of the military. And I didn't know it was going to happen. I didn't know that I was going to be able to meet these different kinds of people from different walks of life. You know, I, I really thought I was going to live a very um, small life. And I don't think that that's happened now. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you hit a point that, that I want to talk about, too, is because a lot of uh, other, uh, or a lot of people don't realize what a military family does, and the spouse has to make that choice, too, um, is take care of a lot of people. Like, you do a lot of things for a lot of people that are in your section or, or just friends you know, and, like, having them stay with you because they don't have a place to stay uh, while they're PCS and stuff like that. Um and a lot of people really don't understand that. And, and you, you said it, you know, they're family. And that's why you do things, a lot of things for people you just met. Or, yep. you know, you're, you're going to not, might not see them again or anything like that. And that's pretty cool. Um, and you just kind of hit that because that's, that's a really good uh, example of what you're sacrificing as well. You're sacrificing space in your house, you know, money, you know, food, whatever. Um, so that's cool. Um, let, let me... What what advice would you give to some of the military couples now, whether they're young or uh, not experienced, um, or somebody that's coming in, you know, at the same time frame that, that you did? What what kind of advice would you give them? Um, I would say, with everything, communication is key. I think communication, patience, and um understanding um on both ends you know i'm not just talking to the wives like soldiers i feel like during um you know danny did learn some things from his previous marriage but with our the first deployment we had together because he knew or he had the experience if he talked to his ex for more than five minutes it would turn into an argument yeah so from that from that in in when he was in Mosul that happened he did that with me well I'm a different person you know so and for me I took the time to understand him understand his job understand you know and it was frustrating for me because I'm a I'm a person that needs to know I'm a controller I need to know what's going on um or what's what's happening or just talk to me I need that time um but he was afraid that it would cause problems Ironically, it caused more problems in our relationship because of that. Because now there's a bridge or there's a gap. Yeah, a barrier. Because there's no communication. You know, so I would say be honest with each other on what you need from each other. Be understanding of what that person needs and just be patient because you'll get through it if you're willing to work through it. Yeah. No, that's 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 great. Um, that's great advice, um, which I think... I wish I heard, you know, when I first joined the military. <laughs> um, <laughs> communication was definitely one of the hardest parts uh, for me and my, my ex. Um, and I definitely learned a lot afterwards. Um, but I also learned myself that I didn't want to get uh, with anybody while I was still in the military. Um, and I wanted to wait. That way I had a different kind of, you know, view on, on, on a relationship or whatever. I didn't want to fall into that same stigma um, but that was my personal choice. That's that my personal choice alone. Um, uh, just because you know, I I I wanted to change too. You know, um, which I appreciate. You know that you you getting on here and telling your story, and then even being able to mention you know some of the situations or examples of, of him and his uh, ex because that does add to some of the stress. Uh, you know, arguing and then or seeing acting the same way but then having to get a different reaction um which brings back communication is key on everything that you do um especially while you're deployed or hearing the rumor mill from the frg or um you know um you know your neighbor drama and all kinds of stuff it, it can easily be interpreted to something different or go a different route and if that communication isn't there it, it just goes downhill from there you know yep Cool. So, is there is there anything else you would like to say uh, as being a military spouse, or 
before we kind of wrap things up? Um, I, I miss it. I do, I'm going to be honest. I miss it. I miss being able to have that pride of like, now I'm just like, yeah, my, my husband's a salty ass veteran, <laughs> um, but I miss, I miss be, you know, there was a sense of pride, you know, yes, my husband's in the military. He does this. And, uh, now I just get, I get to say he served. Yeah. You know? And, uh, so I just I miss that lifestyle. I didn't realize it until I got out. Uh, well, I got into civilians and I found myself gravitating towards the other veterans in my training class. You know, or realize like I'm not walking on the like I'm a, walking around to avoid the grass, like stuff like that. <laughs> like because <laughs> you know you learn like don't walk on the grass, don't walk on the grass. Like even as a spouse, so things like that. I miss it. Um, I, I wish we can go back, uh, but I love our life now. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, it's, it's been an adventure. Cool. So. Well, I, I, I thank you for taking the time to kind of give uh, that that uh, explanation or, or your side of the story. Um, <clears throat> because, you know, even when my podcast or even on the gun line, all we hear is just soldier, soldier, soldier. Um, and this kind of gives a spouse, um, which this is all about you, not Danny. Uh, even though we brought his name up more than we wanted to, uh, <laughs> um, this is all about you. So I wanted you to know that this this episode was all about you and just kind of hearing everything what you went through and uh, your sacrifice. So I, I want to thank you again for doing that. Um, I usually ask a different type of question just to kind of bring it on a positive note or end it on a positive note. Um, so I'm gonna ask you this question, um, and I'd like to hear your answer. I really, I really want to hear your answer. Uh, if they made a movie about you, who would play your character? <laughs> uh, I always have a hard time with that question. <laughs> um, but I would have to say I would want somebody like Rebel Wilson. Who was that again? Fanny. Rebel Wilson. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that Amy from Pitch Perfect. I just, I just you know, that's that's my. That's my answer. Nice, nice. I like that answer. <laughs> I like that answer. I wasn't expecting that at all. Wow. <laughs> Good job. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, she cracks me up. So. Yeah. No, she's funny. She's funny. Um, yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, just uh, real quick, do you have any shout outs or anything uh, as we get ready to close this out? Uh, well, I know uh, Daniel tell me if I don't shout out on the Gun Line podcast. <laughs> um, but really, I want to thank you because I don't think I ever hear this side of the the military spouse story. Like nobody, it's either uh, rainy, 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 you know, dependent bitching about something else and complaining about your soldier. It's always a negative, and it's never the real story. So I really appreciate you giving me this opportunity to really tell you what it what it is okay you know that's that's i i think that's a, a great thing that you're doing you yeah know, it, it's just my story uh you know but hopefully it'll help others right um, you know with what they deal with because it's it's not easy it's not so i really appreciate that yeah yeah no thank you and and um uh, you know, that's kind of the basis of my podcast is to get everybody involved i mean i, I meet a lot of good people um i hadn't met you i heard of you like i said uh, the first lady of, you know, on the gun line. Uh, <laughs> um, but you've always like, I've, I've, I've heard the, you know, just the commentary between you and Lopez. And I think it was just, you know, funny. And, and I was glad to meet you. Um, uh, cause you know, me and Danny been doing this for a minute. I still hadn't met you. Um, so, and, and this is a perfect way to do it, uh, was to have you on here to give you your chance to, and, and I'm glad you had a good time, um, and, and got to tell your story. I, I'm glad to be a part of this too. So I, I thank you again um, for all your sacrifices and doing this. Um, I, again, I have to shout out on the gun line because Danny will kill me if I don't. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> and, and then uh, Coach Silva podcast as well. Uh, you know, like I said, we always give those two guys a shout out just because they got some great podcasts. Uh, if you want to, I don't know if you want to be reached. Do you want to be reached on social media? If you have any questions or anything? Uh, I don't really. I mean, I have a TikTok, but it's mostly just, you know, Danny doing his 25 push-ups challenge <laughs> for my plants, because that's my new thing, it's just gardening, so um, it's Linda Lopez 084, that's my TikTok if you're interested, but 
Hey, you, you might see me on TikTok because I'm always on TikTok. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, and if you want to, uh, you know, have any questions or, or anything, you want to hit me up. Uh, oh my god, you scared me. <laughs> uh, I Danny's being a hater. He's getting on the background. Um, you can hit me on IG at Pat Juarez thirteen, Facebook at Pat Patrick Juarez, uh, Gmail at under the net at gmail.com. Hey, uh, Linda, you know you're a fill artillery uh, wife. So you kind of get the concept of when you're under the net. Uh, I have to say thank you for being here under the net, but it's time for you to leave the net. Thank you. Thank you.